The History of Personal Computing. History of Personal Computing. Hey everyone, welcome back to the History of Personal Computing podcast. And today we are joined by yet another uh, founder, co-organizer of the um, Vintage Computer Festival Midwest, and it's Jason Compton, so the other Jason. And he's also the founder yes. of the Emergency Chicagoland Commodore Convention, or the ECCC. And uh, so we wanted to talk to you, Jason, just to sort of get... You'll find out a little bit more about you and your history, especially the ECCC actually goes back further than yes. uh, the joint Midwest show. So, um, so when did you? So, tell us about that. When did you first start the ECCC and and uh, how and why and all that good stuff? Yeah, I, I had to double check my uh, my verbiage because uh, this is the eleventh year of of ECCC. Uh, Chicagoland had in previous years before. Uh, I guess it would have been uh, two thousand six. Now, if we're on if we're on year eleven, uh, in years past there was a uh, a user group called SRAP, which I believe stood for like the Southwestern Regional Associ uh, Association of Programmers or something like that. But it was a, it was essentially a Commodore sixty four user group, and they ran an event uh, every year uh, around. Uh, around kind of late summer, early uh, early fall, uh, that that served as a, a, a one day uh, you know gathering place for you know, kind of Midwestern and, and you know out, even people were coming in from uh, from further afield uh, to have a, a, a nice Commodore themed event, and uh, that event ran for a number of years. I, I think I first attended in '96, uh, and uh, you know it, it was a great place to meet people. Uh, a lot of my uh, Commodore-related friends from all over North America were were coming to that event, and uh, in that uh, that that emergency year, which was uh, you know where we got the name of uh, I think it was 2005 or 2006, uh, the nobody from SRAP had announced a show, oh. and it got to be on uh, about three months before you know the the kind of September October time frame that we would have expected it to happen. No announcement. No announcement. No announcement. And I looked at it as as a problem for me, just in that I, I liked having that event every year. I liked having, uh, you know, because I I, uh, I used to live in the Chicago area. I now live up in Madison, Wisconsin, but we're still talking about you know like a little bit over a two hour drive, so it's it's still local for me. Okay. And I liked having this event where my friends would come in from around the country and spend the weekend with me. So I'm like, well, this is this is a good deal for me. I don't want to let this drop. Um, and, and I, if they're coming quickly, to you, that's the best part. Right. They're, they're coming to me and on all I had, you know, like I, I started looking into it and I said like, well, what, what's really involved here? And at the time, uh, the SRAP event and some other, uh, some other kind of, uh, retro, uh, computing events were being held in this very nice, um, it was actually a, a uh, an office building meeting space that was, uh, on the same property as a hotel, it was like across the parking lot. The, there was a joint ownership between the office building and the and the hotel, and uh, it was this very nice space. And we basically had the run of it, and you know, very few. There was like a there was usually like a uh, uh, you know some sort of multi level marketing seminar going on elsewhere in the building in the morning, but we'd have the the, the the building for the rest of the time. 
And I looked into how much it was actually costing to put that event together. And, and the amount was very minimal at the time, it was something like $500. And I said, well, I have $500. And I would rather just spend $500 and have the excuse for everybody to come in and hang out with me that weekend. And if other people want to come too, that, that's great. Uh, so just in the interest of keeping this event going and, and keeping this, you know, this, this sort of Commodore scene activity going, uh, that was, that was what we did for, uh, for several years and, and it proved, you know, successful. I think it kind of gave a shot in the arm to that, that, uh, late, you know, late summer, early, early autumn, uh, Commodore event on the calendar. And, uh, then when Jason Timmons and the, the VCF guys wanted to revive, the VCF Midwest, which uh, I'm sure you guys talked about that, and he can give you more of the uh, definitive details on. But uh, they wanted to they wanted to revive it. We had space that we weren't using, and so that's been that's been a great partnership uh, because Jason is more organized than I am. So on on what is now year 11 of the emergency, I've I've more or less stood back and now let Jason Timmons do all the work, which is bad of me and wrong, but has been <laughs> has been it has been very nice. Uh, but I also uh, I, I I I promise I promise here now and to everyone listening that I will do better in year 12. So thank you and sorry, Jason Timmons. That's what we really wanted to talk to you about. <laughs> you know, we wouldn't how upset Jason is by having to do all the work. Yeah, he's just good at it. Yeah. So. Well, how did it work um, and with some, the some combo shows? Which, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I mean, how did it go with the first combo shows when you started working together? Uh, it was terrific. I mean, we we had always uh, when we when we started with with ECCC, you know, we were very fast and loose about how we put things together. It was like, hey, bring people, you know, set up space, uh, you know, we'll we'll have tables, we'll make it work. Uh, and you know, again, Jason put more more organization behind that, which was fantastic. But uh, at the time, we were in a, a different facility than we're in now. That we're in we're in year two now of this uh, this Holiday Inn space. But uh, back in the old space, uh, you know, VCF uh, was in a, a different but nearby room, and a lot of the guys were the same. You know, a lot of the the local uh, you know local enthusiasts were you know sure they had they had Commodore stuff, but they also had other interests. So we started seeing them. You know, bringing in some of the you know some of their their heavy iron or their uh, you know sort of more uh, you know more, more offbeat machines of the '70s and '80s. But no, it was it was fantastic. Um, you know, having having everybody in the, the same place, and there, there's not you know there there is no like platform war that that's going on. So we we all understand that we're we're in this to you know to have a good time. You know, swap you know swap stories and insights and, and stuff like that. Of, about these old machines, so no, it, it is it is really a, a very natural fit. Well, can you um, so early early going then with you guys as a combined show? Would you say it was a success right from the get go, or did you have some some downside upside? It looks like you, definitely I, the show's been growing a lot in the last few years. No, I, I thought it was a, it was absolutely a success from from year one. Uh, there was no I. What did he tell you? <laughs> Who's remembering this differently? Um, no, I, I remember it being it being terrific uh, from uh, from the the very very beginning, um, and they've you know, yeah they've they've had a lot of room to grow just because they uh, you know because it's it's BCF it, it's so much more uh, it's a much bigger universe than things that are just Commodore. I mean, right. things that are Commodore is a big universe as it is, but when you start throwing it up to you know everything from 
Altairs to, you know, Bulgarian knockoffs of, you know, Apple twos, <laughs> you can, you, you know, you can, you can fill a, a show many times over if you get everybody to come. So, right. uh, no, you know, we've, the, the, the Commodore stuff, you know, we, we've got enough, we've got enough you know, space and, and stuff to do to keep us happy. And, uh, you know, VCF continues to grow and, uh, and, you know, bring in, uh, more and different, uh, e- exhibits. So it's fantastic. So how long have you two Jason's known each other? We actually first met when we were teenagers, uh, and it was it was like a it was a f- bizarre. I'm going to call it friend of a friend. If if Jason's listening, he'll be saying, "Well, I don't know if we were all exactly friends." But uh, no, we're there, just going to compare your stories later. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, well, the the short version of of it was we were we we had a we had a mutual friend, and so there was actually. Uh, there was a, a a night that I had forgotten about, but Jason was like, "Hey, I, you know, I was I was in, you know, I was in, you know, fifteen year old Jason Compton's bedroom, you know, and you were you know doing whatever on this on your Amiga five hundred, blah blah." I'm like, "Oh right, that was you." Um, and then you know, kind of in and out of of contact since then, but but we um, you know we were together at the the same shows. You know, he would be at he'd be at the you know the precursor show to eccc and and then at eccc and i think we were you know we were all running into each other at uh, other other area retro events like the midwest gaming classic up in milwaukee so you know we were all we were all very familiar with one another you know jack rubin and and mike lee and, and jason timmons and um i'm blanking i'm blanking and i'm gonna i'm gonna feel bad when i look up other people's names that i'm uh that i'm blanking but like you know we all very very uh you know familiar and on a first name basis and, and all that. So it was a, it was just a very easy, natural transition. Um, so would you say Jason at this time? Um, so it's really a com a combo show and, and um, Jason Timmons kind of stressed that it's really one show now. So, yeah, I mean, and that's, that is a, uh, that's a, a, a tribute to uh, Jason's organizational skills and a ding on my lack of interest in doing more, <laughs> more organizing. Uh, and that was always my thing. Like, uh, I, I, you know, I don't know if you guys have looked at the the website or the old ones, but I, you know, I I was very clear about like I we're setting up the space and and come and have a good time. Yeah. But if you're looking for elaborate organization, that that's not that's not what we're doing here. And and Jason does a great job of of straddling that line between. Uh, you know, not not stressing out so much about the details that he and the other core organizers can't enjoy it. You know, there's there's still plenty of time for everybody to to do what they want to do, and there's and there's there's plenty of space for people who, you know, do want to listen to talks, and plenty of space for people who just want to hang out and you know play old games or you know screw around on a project, uh, while also providing you know structure so that people know in advance you know what what to expect and and so forth. So yes, it's it is a it is a show now in which. There's some there's some Commodore stuff squatting in an area, but uh, you know because we because we still like the the we still like the name and the and the framing device of having this uh, this Commodore event in in Chicago in uh, late summer early early autumn. We well the reason we I asked is because um, I went I, so I've been there one time. Jeff went there last year, and I went in 2011. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the, mm-hmm. the reason I asked the question was uh, let me get this out. Oh, Jason had said yeah he, was, he tried to keep the Commodore exhibits close together sort of in the in spirit of you know having a little commodore show show within the show but would you say is there any other little non-advertised special little 
things, uh, you know, historical things you guys do that, you know, that still happen within, within oh. your, your little subgroup, would you say? Any? And that's something that, that kind of varies year by year, exhibit by, uh, you know, like wh- which exhibits are, are coming around in, in any particular year. Like there's usually a, uh, a, a running theme, and I don't know if it's the case this year. Uh, so this may not be a, a terrific story, but you know, usually there's an attempt to bring in some sort of, you know, mini computer or, you know, big iron server and try to get, you know, some sort of land built off of that mm-hmm. or, you know, so, some project like that. Well, last uh, year so was there the will Amiga. Be, there'll be like this. Right. 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 Okay. Um, so there'll, there'll be some sort of, you know, alleyway or, or something like that for a, for a side project like that. But I, I'm not sure what the, uh, what the lineup is this time around. But there's, you know, there's always such a, a great mix with, especially with all the stuff that the VCF guys bring in that there's you know there's always going to be something that you haven't seen before uh or some you know attempt to take on a an an unlikely an unlikely but but worthy project you know like great let's all talk to this you know to this pdp machine or you know whatever the case may be so Hmm. with with the commodore stuff inside the show what was do you know or remember what the wildest or strangest piece of commodore equipment or configuration or somebody set up that you had at one of those shows Oh man, um, the 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 most like kind of distinct memory, and this actually goes back to the to the precursor. This goes back to the SRAP days. Uh, but uh, Jerry Ellsworth, who a lot of people know now from uh, you know her her VR AR work, uh, and then those who go back further know from you know the Commodore One slash the the Commodore DTB stuff. Uh, she brought. And uh, like unannounced, basically, nobody really knew who she was, and she kind of just sat in the corner doing her own thing. So there was like very little, there's there's very little fanfare about it. But she brought uh, her very early FPGA dev stage stuff uh, for the the work that later became you know Commodore One and the and the, the the DTV toys. And that very first time, like it it was not a working machine. It was a bunch of boards, and it was you know. A black screen with some red garbage coming up on it, and her, you know, asserting, "I assure you that this is, you know, a a, a simulation of a Vic two that's doing this, that, and the other thing." And the guys who were in the note were like, "Aha! Yes, we can see that it is because you've done this, that, and the other thing." So that's kind of the that's one of the really big standouts. And in in the years that followed, it actually a lot of the core work that happened to to get that DTV project to be a reality took place at those at those old shows. Um, we've done, you know, we've had, uh, we've had networked, uh, you know, you know, network game configurations going on at a show. I'm trying to think of like other, like, you know, really, as for like, you know, really crazy, uh, configurations. I think last year they were hosting, they were hosting Q-Link. Yeah. Q-Link is, is one that, that, that comes up every, every so often. That's, that's a, I couldn't remember. I I personally like last year's, uh, K9 unit that was run on the Vic 20. Oh yeah. Yeah. So see, I you know I, <laughs> I I I I I go and play games. Like I I kind of forget uh, what some of the because for me it's it's a it's a guaranteed it's a guaranteed weekend of having fun with Commodores and other you know other old machines for me, and that's that's been very important for me to to keep it that way for myself and for others. So you know I don't I don't feel too bad about forgetting what all the exhibits are because I'm like I, I just know I had a good time, which is what we've yeah. what we've always tried to do with with these events. It's kind of what it should be, huh? Yeah, it it really should, and you know I, you know I, <laughs> I know that uh, 
you know, in, in some other retro events, there's there's often a lot of like you know organizational drama or rivalries or you know, you know fixating on this, that, and the other thing, and and it it doesn't have to be that hard. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you know, things things got a little more complicated when we lost the the sweetheart deal on the old space, but Jason Timmons did a great job of finding uh, this new facility. It, it is not it is not as cheap. Uh, we are not quite as uh, totally unsupervised by adults in it, but uh, you know, he's still found a way to, to make it work, and he's done a fantastic job. Plus, there's a restaurant and beer, so it works out. Right. So, so, um, so I guess... But we'll, a Portillo's nearby that closes early on a Saturday, which is weird. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jason, I guess to, to wrap it up, let me ask, this is something I, uh, we forgot to ask the other Jason, which I kind of... Okay. But maybe I can, I can ask him in person, because uh, uh-huh. I'm going to the show this year. So... Um, what is, so your history with uh, old computers, but I guess specifically Commodores is so the Amiga was that your your start is or tell us a little bit about your own history in uh, personal computing. You know, okay. Uh, your well, I nostalgia. yeah, I mean, I I grew up uh, at you know at, at a time that it was uh, it was easy. I guess uh, is is a way to put it. Um, it was easy for a my elementary school in 1982 to take to take kindergarten Jason and say, well, this is a kid that we don't know what to do with. And this Apple II that they had, because that was back in the day when, you know, Apple would, would give, give every school a, a machine. So like, well, we got this kid we don't know what to do with. And we got this computer we don't know what to do with. Let's put the two together and, and see what happens. So the first computer that I used on a semi-regular basis, I guess, would have been an, uh, would have been an Apple IIe. Um, but uh, I think Apple IIe at the time, yeah. Um, but my, my first, uh, home computer was a, a 64. I've always been a, you know, always been a, a, a Commodore 64 guide heart. You know, I kind of quickly gravitated to, I guess the, 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 the better everything, uh, you know, better, better graphics, better sound, better, you know, at least games I was more interested in playing. Things better like cost. That. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was my, that was my first, uh, home, home computer, uh, and I I used that until ninety uh, one, when I got uh, so I was like you know six six plus years as a as a C sixty four kid, uh, and then bought uh, an Amiga five hundred setup. By that time I I had a job, and I basically spent everything that I had earned on the job you know for the first you know seven months I was working to to get uh, my Amiga five hundred setup, and uh, so those were the you know then various iterations of the of the Amiga uh, through that but uh, but the C64 for me and I can go on for this uh, I can go on for the about this for a while but uh, the the C64 was always it was always fun it was always enjoyable and relaxing uh, my my time with the Amiga was <laughs> it was a lot of effort it was a lot of stress it was a lot of and I don't know how much you guys know about my my background with uh, with Amiga report and and uh, and things like that, but uh, it, you know, I'd become this like essentially, com- you know, Amiga community advocate, and was trying so hard to you know keep things together after Commodore went bankrupt, and to you know, figure out well, you know, what can we do to keep this third computer platform alive? And it was it, it, it just you know a lot of a lot of tension, a lot of effort, a lot of things that aren't fun. And kind of in the, the midst of all that, in the, I want to say it was like 95, 96, actually, uh, I became aware, like I'd always, I'd always sort of kept half an eye on 
the the C64 because I, I had friends that were still, you know, or had been involved in like demo programming and things like that. But I didn't realize that there was kind of this secondary market of people who were still using it for fun. Like, you know, not not really not trying to do what we were doing with the Amiga and make it a legitimate you know, personal computing platform that can do everything, but but saying like, no, we enjoy using the 64. We want to keep using it for as much as possible, not because it's the best solution, but because we can, because it's fun. And what other platform are you going to be able to play Iridium on? Right, right. And uh, so I found out about uh, CMD, Creative Micro Devices, at that time, and they had a magazine called Commodore World that they had started after Run shut down. Uh, Run oh, was I the last that. print. Yeah, so Run was the last print C64 publication. It shut down. CMD said, well, you know, we want to keep this this Commodore 64 market that we sell all this interesting stuff for going, so we, we need a framing device for that. We need this magazine. And I, you know, I was in college at the time, and I was, all, I was already, you know, writing for Amiga magazines, like I said, doing all this labor on the Amiga com- community side. And there was Commodore World, and, they, like, they barely paid anything, so it wasn't about the money, but it really helped me rediscover and reframe like, oh, right, this is a lot of fun. And, you know, and that's what I that's what I like. And that's why for me, I have always had a very difficult time engaging with the Amiga as a as a retro platform, because so much of it has always been tied up in people being angry at Commodore and angry with each other and angry about this and angry about that. And there's, there's just, there's just a lot of stress. Whereas in the 64, we all just kind of sit back and say, man, this was a great computer. They sold squillions of them and let's keep having fun with it. So that, you know, that in a nutshell is, is why in, in particular having, you know, the, the Commodore eight bit, uh, you know, event going has been so important, and why it's been great that people are still coming out for it, and that Jason Timmons and the the rest of the the VCF organizers have done such a great job in keeping uh, you know keeping our our meeting space going, even when I'm kind of a you know asleep at the wheel as I have been for the past <laughs> couple of years, uh, because man, it's just it's just a lot of fun. Hey, you're you supporting know, had- it. That matters. Yeah. Thank you. I had to look up the term squillion. It actually is a word. Mm. <laughs> it's not a large I mean, it's not, but undefined number. So Yeah, hey. it's not mathematically accurate, but you, you get the point. Um, um, by the way, Commodore World Magazine is available for download on uh, the Internet Archive. So I'll put a link in the show oh, notes. Sweet. Looks like there's 25 issues up there. So that should be a lot of fun sweet. to check out. And, um, have Sounds you ever, about right. One what, what of my all-time favorite computer magazines jason is uh info 64 and then, and then of course it was just called info did you ever check yeah. out that one i remember that being a, a big deal uh i never um i never had like a subscription to it i had uh i i was more uh, computes gazette uh on the, the okay, which was more side. mainstream too yeah yeah no i, I, I remember info um yeah, you know, people would point to that a lot you know especially as uh, on the amiga side once things got whittled down and it was just uh, amazing computing and uh, an Amiga world, you know, people are like, oh, but we miss Info. We, you know, we yeah, want the, the old days of this. Blah, blah, blah. The very early ones, so the Info 64s especially, were mm-hmm. um, 
real inspiration for me when I used to do a newsletter zine back in the day because, and they would always tell you how they did it. So they would do the entire magazine on Commodore 64s, uh, other uh, than the final printing, of course. Yeah. But, yeah. which was pretty neat. And they'd show you everything, how they did it. And I just was really inspired with that. Um, yeah. So that's, that's an old time favorite. I'll look and see if they have that on the Internet Archive or not. But is there, I'm sure somebody has it. Yeah, I'm sure somebody's done full scans. Is there uh, is there anything else you want to tell us? Anything else you want to close out with about the show? Uh, j- <laughs> uh, you know, I just I I encourage everybody to to come if you've never been to if you've never been to a, a retro uh, computing event because I, I don't know you know, you you don't want to you know you don't want to mix with that crowd or you're not sure it'd be a good time. You think you might get bored after 45 minutes? Uh, you know, I, I assure you, uh, come out to, to VCF slash ECCC. You you won't be disappointed. If you've gone to events, you know, on the coasts or something like that, and said, "Man, this is a bunch of you know uppity nerds yelling at each other about things that nobody's cared about for 30 years," uh, again, that's not what goes on here. Uh, it's it's, uh, it's it's very laid back. It's very friendly. Uh, yes. you know, and, and it's free. The, 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 that's, and it's, and it's free, uh, because, you know, the, the difference between, you know, the, 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 the difference in, you know, 10, 15, 20 bucks, whatever for, for you to have a good time, just, this isn't worth it. Uh, that said, if you want to help, uh, help defray the costs, uh, that's terrific too. Uh, but, uh, I, you know, I, I, I really encourage people to, uh, to you know, make, make the time and come out for it because we enjoy uh, you know meeting people and introducing them to what was you know what's, it was slash is special or enjoyable about our machines and there's almost always uh, something that's both super familiar that you'll be like oh I love that game right you know I I haven't seen one of these in years and then something really crazy you know like an Infocom interpreter on a credit card machine. That will make you say, "I didn't even think that would be possible." Yeah, <laughs> that sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, I enjoy. I enjoyed the variety last year's show. It was great, and I'm really, really looking forward to it. And uh, and and just to reiterate what um, we said on the last interview with you know, the other Jason, but uh, here and to you is that you know your show is actually pretty unique. Um, so it's the only VCF where you actually, the venue is the hotel and you stay there and if you will, live with everybody for a weekend. And that's a uh-huh. pretty, pretty neat sort of unique environment. So that does make it a lot different. Like the, the, like the Southeast show here. So I'm really looking okay. forward to that. And you're right. The one show I went to, everybody was really laid back. Everybody's nice at all the shows, but you know, everybody is nice and laid back and friendly and you know, it's social. Perfect. It's a social event. The only stressed people yeah, are the is. ones that are running it. <laughs> well, and even then, that's why I say, like, we, you know, we try to stay away from that as much as possible. And, and I think, uh, uh, you know, I think Jason and, and Jim Mazurik, which was a name I forgot to, to uh, name check earlier, you know, uh, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of just, you know, trust that things are going to happen when they need to. And, uh, you know, the, the, usually the worst that happens is, uh, you know, occasionally somebody will take off their shoes and forget that uh, they were left in the in the expo center when we lock things up and then we got to figure out how to get back in there but like those <laughs> those are usually the biggest crises so it it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be that hard well thanks again Jason for joining us and looking forward to uh, seeing you at the show 
And yeah, please. Just, just to everybody out there, so now it's uh, less than two weeks, but that's, there's still plenty of time. You can make travel arrangements, especially if you're in you know short driving distance. Again, it's free. You can go. So, well, um, day seven hours or 17 hours, 42 minutes. Chicago, Chicago. Yeah. Air hub, highway hub, lots of ways to get there. Mm-hmm. Train hub. So, uh, so thanks again, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you both. Thank you.